0: This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by patrons like Louis Benitez. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar and get exclusive rewards at patreon.com slash run jump stomp. Episode 137 of Switchcraft is also brought to you by Audible. Get your free audiobook that you get to keep whether you stay a member or not by heading on over to runjumpstomp.com slash audible. They've got thousands of books from any genre that you can think of uh, all read to you. Uh, with fantastic voicing. And uh, it's a great deal. So make sure that you check out Audible. Again, that's runjumpstomp.com audible. Witchcraft is recorded live three times a week at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturdays when I can. Uh, make sure that you tune in live at twitch.tv slash run, jump, stomp, and join these fantastic people who are here with me today. I'm a little late than normaler normaler I'm a little later than normal that's what I meant to say so uh we don't have as many people as we usually do but that's all right we've got Vaxer, a. Arslia, Kimbalina 66, Love MineS, Mikey B. playing TF Wagner and we also have some other people who I can see that aren't talking but I appreciate you guys hanging out with me today uh let's jump right into an email I got an email from B is what it was signed. It says, Hi, Bill. I discovered your podcast a couple of months ago, and I'm so glad I did. So am I. Uh, It's now one of my favorite Nintendo pods. In a recent episode, you were talking about games that people were requesting come to Switch. In, In particular, ones that everyone seems to mention you wanted to hear of games that hardly get a mention. Well, one game that I revere and would love to have on the Switch is Eternal Darkness Sanity's Requiem. Along with Resident Evil 4, this is my favorite third-party game on the GameCube. As a lover of HP Lovecraft, this game ticked all the boxes for me and I play it regularly on my Wii via GameCube controller. Obviously, it would be far easier and practical to play on the Switch. I dream and pray that one day it'll get a sequel. But in the meantime, a Switch version would be more than acceptable. What do you think? What are the chances this sublime game will get ported over? Cheerio and keep up the good work. B. All right. Well, thank you very much for the email. Um, You know, I've never played Eternal Darkness, but I've heard of it many times. Or am I confusing that with Perfect Dark? Is Eternal Darkness eternal darkness is like a mature uh, like an m-rated game and every everybody was surprised that it was on the gamecube i think now either way i'd never played it um do i think it'll come to the switch i doubt it um nintendo specifically miyamoto said that he really would prefer to focus on new things rather than going back to old things um and I think that when they go back to old things, it's because they know that it would be uh, easy to fill a gap that they have. Uh, that's what we saw a lot of on the um, on the Wii U. Uh, we saw a lot of backfill. Now that being said, would it work? Or would they bring this forward? You know, anything's possible. Um, the Switch gets a lot of stuff from the Wii U. Maybe it'll come as virtual console stuff. I mean, there's rumors that the that the Switch can do virtual console stuff of GameCube, even though we don't have that analog trigger. Uh, so I don't know if we'll see it on the Switch. I don't know how important the analog trigger is to that game. Um, if it's not super important, then maybe. But it all depends on who owns the IP. I don't know who owns the IP of Eternal Darkness. I think it's Nintendo, but it might not be. And then you also brought up Resident Evil 4. Uh, Again, another game that I never played. I've heard that it's very, very good. And, you know, Capcom tends to bring... They tend to do this a lot more than Nintendo does. is where they bring their old stuff and bring it forward to a new system. I mean, we just got Resident Evil Revelations 1 and 2 on the Switch, so... It's not outside the realm of possibility that Resident Evil 4 would come to the Switch. Uh, as for what I think, I'm, I'm if you're not watching the show, I'm holding up my hands in a big old shrug because I have no idea. I would like every game to be playable on the Switch. Now, that's not going to happen, but uh, I support your dream fully. So hopefully that's an answer that you're okay with. Uh, thank you very much for the email if uh you're looking for other ways to get a hold of me, you can tweet at me at run jump stomp. you can call and leave a voicemail at two six zero run jump that's two six zero seven eight six fifty eight sixty seven and of course join the discord and talk to the fantastic people in there. All right, it's time for news. Well, excuse me, Princess There was a survey of over four thousand game industry professionals, and the survey was at g d c game developer con con conference. I couldn't think for a second there. And it found that 12% of those uh, professionals are currently making games for the Nintendo Switch that should come out in 2018. This is compared to 3% in 2017. Uh, Then they said 15% say they're making their next game on the Switch. That's a huge swing uh, for, for Nintendo's new platform. A lot of developers, and I think I talked about this last episode, but a lot of developers uh they were taking like a standoff approach they were like we want to see what what happens with the switch and it's clear based on the fact that nintendo is most likely going to outsell the wii u in it in the first fiscal year of the switch that it's a success and it's a place where people definitely want to have their product um in, in fact There's been story after story that I've seen when working on uh, this show of developers saying, man, uh, my game sold so much better on the Switch than it did on these other platforms. And a lot of times I personally would just chalk that up to, well, you know, there's not as much stuff on it, so it's easier to find uh, that stuff on the Switch. But it, it also seems to be that Uh, indie developers are they've really found a great place on the Switch and you also have to remember that it's not just indie developers I mean Skyrim from what I've read has sold pretty well on the Switch as well as and as well as Doom and I expect that Wolfenstein uh, 2 will also sell well and there Bethesda is very much not an indie developer Um, so I think that it's pretty good for the Switch and uh, looking forward to 2018, I, I'm just trying to remember what it was like when we, it was like the the dark days of the Wii U where we got maybe like two good games a year on the on the on the platform and you could play everything. You literally could play everything on the platform if you wanted to because all of the games were spaced out so far. Uh, and then last year, where we were getting like 20 games a week, on the switch it was just insanity now the one thing that i have to say the one thing that i'm worried about is, is this going to bring the shovelware so that's what i I'm, I'm i'm really nervous when we've get all when we've got all these developers saying oh we're going to make these games on the switch uh we're, we're we're 15% of them are working on games for the switch that sounds great but who man I really hope we don't get some stinkers like uh, that that weird vroom the broom game or whatever it was I will say this um, speaking of shovelware and this is going to sound bad at first but trust me it's not I'm just about done with my review of super one more jump and when I first looked at that game I was like oh it looks like a mobile port probably shovelware I could not have been more wrong that game's great. I can't wait to finish the review. Uh, make sure that you check out my YouTube channel to get the full review, but I'll, I'll definitely talk about it more on the show. Once I'm, once I'm done. All right. Um, uh, let's see. Um, talking about other games that are coming to the switch. Uh, there's a tweet that, uh, was from Donald mustard who, uh, did it in the, uh, in the library with the candlestick. Um, he, Somebody tweeted at them and they said, I play Fortnite on PC, but would love to play it on Switch. Are you interested in making it f- fro the Switch? I think they meant four, uh, but I'm going to say fro because I like that. And um, if you don't know who Donald Mustard is, he is the worldwide creative developer of Epic Games. So he's in charge of Fortnite and Paragon and Infinity Blade and Shadow Complex, etc. Uh, and he replied, yes. Yes, I am. Hopefully, we do that at some point. Now, that's pretty non-committal. You have to you have to realize that's a pretty non-committal answer. And just because they hope to do it on the Switch doesn't mean that they will. I mean, they could be looking at it now and saying, I can't figure out how we're going to get this to run at a playable frame rate on the Switch. And You just have to accept that not every game is going to come to the Switch. And not every game should come to the Switch. Although I have been known to say that I want every game on the Switch. And wanting to play every game on the Switch. And um, having that be a reality are two very, very different things. So while... I think that Fortnite is a great game. I really like it. I didn't like the 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 normal mode, but once they added in the the Battle Royale, I had a lot of fun with it. Um so I like Fortnite a lot and it would be nice to play on the Switch. I I'm I don't think it's going to happen because that's that game is not optimized super well. It runs great on my PS4, uh but when I was playing it on my PC and um you know, I was trying to do other stuff at the same time. I had huge frame uh, frame drops. And porting a game like that to the Switch is going to be tough. Now, if there's anybody that can do it, it would be Panic Button. Panic Button did a, has done a great job on Doom from, from, from everything that people have said. And I think that Panic Button also ported Rocket League to the Switch. I could be wrong about that, but I think they did. And it seems like they really, really know the hardware and they know how to get the most out of the hardware. So hopefully, uh, Epic Games gets a hold of Panic Button and they says, hey, when you're done with the uh, with your Wolfenstein 2 stuff, how about you work on a little Fortnite to, for us? I don't know. Is, is this something that you guys are interested? I would really, really like to hear that. Uh, Love My Nest says... Um, my wallet is suffering. Yeah, you know what? It was really tough to get through last year with all of the games that came out. Like when I load up my Switch, I mean, I'm lucky because I get review copies of some games. Not not, not any of the big ones, but, you know, the smaller games I get review copies of. And I was just going through the massive list of games that I have on my Switch. It's crazy how many awesome games uh, that came out last year. And it looks like 2018 could be more of the same. Now, I guess the one thing that I'm wondering, is it going to be a huge year from Nintendo? Like last year was an absolute massive year from Nintendo. I don't think any time there's ever been a studio that has done, that has had a year like Nintendo had last year. And will that, will they have lightning in the bottle twice I don't know. I mean, they might not have enough resources to do that. One of the reasons we had such a fantastic year from Nintendo last year is because we had a massive multiple year drought on the Wii U. Like they looked at the at what they were working on they saw the writing on the wall. They realized that the Wii U was a stinker. Although, honestly, it's a pretty good console. Um, they realized that it wasn't uh, a success. And they said, let's just, let's take our tents down. We're going to move over to the Switch area, put our tents up over there. And they they just plugged away. And, you know, they, they dropped a, a game on us every once in a while for the Wii U. But that's how we were able to have that ridiculous year of a... a An awesome game almost every month and sometimes multiples per month from Nintendo. That's not including the third parties that we also got. Uh, So will we see that again in 2018? Maybe. But here's the here's the real thing. I don't think that we need it. I don't think we need Nintendo to carry it. Nintendo did what they needed to do. They needed to give the Switch a ridiculous first year. In order to make up for how poorly the Wii U performed. And now that they've done that and the third parties have seen the light, now they can start depending on third parties to kind of shore them up while they continue development on whatever it is that they're working on. And I'll tell you now, nobody knows what Nintendo's working on. If um if there if you want evidence that nobody knows, just take a look at Project Labo. Well, Atari did something and it upset a lot of people. And I just want to kind of address that for a second. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, Atari put uh, a post on a website called Start Engine. And Start Engine is a website where people can get investors. Now, a lot of people equate it to Kickstarter, but it's very, very different than Kickstarter. On Kickstarter... When you back a project, you are not expecting to get any return on your investment outside of maybe the rewards that they say, like, well, if you do $35, then you get X, and if you do $45, then you get Y. Um, Start Engine is a website where it's supposed to help you get investors, and investors is a very, very different thing than kickstarting something because basically what you're you're saying when you invest in it is, hey, I'm going to be getting a cut of the profit, okay? So Atari put roller coaster ki- kytoon. roller coaster tycoon, there we go. I, I really had a hard time saying not saying roller coaster cartoon, um, which totally should be a game. Uh, anyway, uh, Atari put roller coaster tycoon on uh, start engine. And it was two hundred and fifty dollars to buy in, and you get uh, a return on your investment. You get a cut of the profits uh, if you sign up on on Start Engine. And what they were putting it up there for is to port to the Switch. Now a lot of people got really angry about this uh, because they were they they I think that they just thought it was like Kickstarter. Um, that being said i don't like i heard a lot of people who played roller coaster tycoon and they also had played there was another roller coaster simulation kind of game that came out at the same time as roller coaster tycoon and it was supposed to be way better than god i wish i could remember what it was uh it's supposed to be way better than the atari one uh and apparently the Atari one was not all that great and so what i say is we don't need a switch port of a mediocre game. But we also need to remember that just because somebody asks for investment doesn't mean that we have to break out the pitchforks and the torches and hunt them down. We are perfectly okay with just saying, well, good luck with your nonsense. We're just going to ignore you over here. Um, And... (laughs) I just I think it's kind of crazy how angry everybody got about this. Now, if they just said, hey, we're bringing roller coaster tycoon to the switch uh, and it's going to cost this, then I think that it would have been a different story. But Atari isn't really Atari anymore. Atari is really more a group of investors that I almost feel like they're just banking on the Atari name uh, and it's not really who it used to be. So I've just found we're probably just better off ignoring them. They seem to they seem to be doing some weird stuff. Like I know that they had that idea to bring out that that hardware. Um I can't remember the the name of it. But it it looked it was like a Atari box and it was supposed to have like modern games on it and I don't know whatever happened with that. Uh and now they're trying to like bring in outside investment for a port of a game that I don't know. It just seems sketchy and weird, and I just think we should just ignore them rather than break out the pitchforks and uh, torches. Major League Baseball Advanced Media is a subsection of Major League Baseball, and they started out managing websites, but now they are going to be in charge of developing RBI Baseball 18. Now, I have played RBI Baseball 17, and I did not like it very much, and I'm not usually like a baseball guy. I, I don't like sports games very much, but I I do have fond memories of playing baseball games. Like I, when I was in the army, I was stationed in Hawaii, and my roommates and I had like a 22-inning game that we played on some baseball game on the Nintendo 64. I can't remember what it was, but It was so much fun like we just kept every time somebody scored the other guy would score and it just this back and forth and we had so much fun playing that game and it's like if because it's so kind of slow it's the perfect kind of game to just sit down with somebody and play a baseball game next to and so when uh when I got the a review copy of of of, uh RBI 17 and I tried it I was actually pretty excited to check it out and I did not have fun with it. It was it was very very bare bones, incredibly bare bones. Uh, like they wouldn't. I don't think that they ever said the players' names, uh, although their faces were all in there. And the <laughs> the the color commentary was just a guy that would say strike, ball, home run, and almost didn't have any emotion in it at all. There was no like home run derby modes or anything like that the one thing that I will say that the game had going for it is every time you start the game it would download a roster update and so you would have a an up-to-date roster which I know for some people that's super important for me I don't really care um because I don't care about sports so This story has got me interested because hopefully they are going to listen to the criticisms that people levied at RBI 17 because it was just kind of kind of a stinker. I didn't enjoy it very much at all. Um, I've reached they they sent me an email asking if I wanted a a review code for it. And I said, yes, Um, no idea when that's going to come. But hopefully, fingers crossed, I'll get a review code for RBI 18 and I'll be able to tell you guys what I think of it. I can't see it being worse than RBI 17. I'll tell you that much. Well, since the last time I recorded, um, I already kind of mentioned this before. I've been working on my review of Super One More Jump. I've been having an absolute blast with that game. Uh, You should expect my full review sometime next week. Uh, it'll be posted to my YouTube channel, and I also received a review copy of Darkest Dungeon, which is a tough as nails hardcore RPG, uh, very very unforgiving. Um, I'm I'm definitely having fun with it. I don't think there's a chance in hell that I will finish it because I'm just not good enough. And honestly, that probably goes for Super One More Jump as well. I'm just not good enough to finish. Uh, these games I'm I'm old and I just don't have the reaction time that I used to although Darkest Dungeon has nothing to do with me being old it's just you know I don't think things through enough and I always have a tendency to think all right I can probably do one more turn before I run away or maybe I can beat them and then I end up getting my whole team killed like I was I was checking the game out on uh, Darkest Dungeon on the Switch and like there's There's the first level that's a tutorial and it's just, uh, you got two guys on your team and then you got a, you do another tutorial level uh, and there's four guys. So it's the first time where you have four guys on your team and I think it was like week three or something like that. I think I I went out and came back and then I went out again. Uh, So it was like on week three and, and that's how they measure time in the game is in weeks. So I was on week three and I got my entire team killed because I didn't run away. And I think that's just going to be the norm for me on Darkest Dungeon. But I'm definitely going to be doing my full review of it. So make sure that you check that out. And of course, don't forget about NES Archive. I'm really trying to put more content up on YouTube, even though YouTube has demonetized me. Uh, if if you guys, and It's nothing that I did. It's just um, YouTube changed their policy. And their policy... Uh, I was a YouTube partner before... And they took away partnership from anybody who had less than a thousand subscribers. I'm only at like 300 and something. And um, anybody who had less than 4000 hours of content watched in the last 365 days, which I'm nowhere near that. Um, So it's not about the money, though. It's just about i enjoy video editing and uh you know kind of just working through my thoughts and saying them and might as well record them and post them at the same time so i've been working on putting more stuff there so make sure that you head on over there and you get all the reviews and the NES archive stuff as well um let's hit that lightning round all right, we've got a couple of stories in the lightning round today. Nintendo is ending Mitomo support in May. Uh, this comes from Nintendo's Japanese Twitter, uh, just at Nintendo. Uh, and it, basically, it says that um, on, Nintendo H, uh, on Nintendo smartphone apps, mitomo service is terminated. And that is going to take place in May. I never played it. It's not really something that I was interested in. But if uh, if if you are, I'm sorry to tell you the bad news. Um, also, two games that are coming to the Switch that I'm excited about. And yeah, I know that there's a lot more games that are coming to the Switch. But I've got two that I wanted to mention. And that's Dead Cells. Uh, Dead Cells is this... It's, it's like it's a game that's made for me. And I haven't bought it yet because I was hoping it was coming to the Switch. Uh, a buddy of mine was telling me how great it is. It's a mashup of two genres that I love. The Metroidvania genre, which I really, really love. And then the roguelike genre, which... That's a really strange combination of things to bring those two genres together, uh, but I've been told it's really, really great and very, very well done. So I'm excited for Dead Cells. I'm sorry, I'm excited for Dead Cells uh, to come to the Switch. This was announced on Twitter from um, at Motion Twin, which is their uh, their official handle. And it's not just coming to the Switch; it's also coming to PS4, Xbox. But they mentioned Switch first. And that's pretty good. It, it, it never would have happened before. They would never have said Dead Cells is coming to Wii U, PS4, and Xbox. It would have been uh, PS4, Xbox. And then, you know, three years later, they'd say, oh, and maybe the Wii U as well. Uh, so I think that that's really interesting that they mentioned the Switch first. And then Castle Heart is this really cool game. I saw the trailer for it today. And, um,. I want uh the trailers really cool. It's like a side scrolling uh sword fighting game, and you're like supposed to be a knight that turns to stone. And at the end of the trailer, it just says switch. So I think there's a chance. it might be an a switch exclusive. And there's not a lot of third party switch exclusives there's a lot of first party switch exclusives but there's not a lot of third party switch exclusives and i think that that's an important thing for the platform is to get third party exclusives as well and personally for me as a gamer i hate exclusives i don't like it when um when like a game comes out and it's only on the xbox or it's only on the ps4 i want it to be on everything that way everybody gets a chance to play it and I know that's not always something that can happen. Um, but if they're going to be an exclusive, I'm glad it's on a system that I have. Uh, Castle Heart looks really cool. So I'm, I'm excited about it. Come back here, you overgrown fuckball. That's our Donkey Kong. Well, that is all the time that we have for today. If there's a story that I missed or a topic that you would like discussed, please let me know at one of the ways at the beginning of the show. Email, Twitter, that kind of thing. Uh, if you're looking for ways to support the show, there's a lot of ways that you can. All those ways are listed over at uh, runjumpstomp.com slash support. I almost forgot the name of my own website. Um, Thank you to the patrons who have been uh, supporting uh, me this whole time. You guys are great. And people have been using my Amazon affiliate link, which is awesome. Uh, Just head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash support. And um, right now, my wife has a, for those of you that don't know, my wife has an Etsy shop and that's etsy.com slash shop slash run, jump, stomp. But we've had a lot of stuff going on around here recently, so we just put the shop on vacation. Uh, It's not going anywhere. You can still favorite the shop. Um, You can't order anything, but as soon as we come off a vacation, I'll make sure that I mention it on the show. We just... My wife doesn't have time to make the stuff. We right now we have an order and I've talked to the person who did the order and they said take your time there's no rush just get it to me when you do uh, or when you can but I ended up putting the shop on vacation just because my wife is totally busy right now and just does not have time for it Um, but we'll get back to it very very soon. Uh, Anyway... Thank you to Tom Winter and Noteblock for the use of your music on my show. You guys are awesome. Make sure that you uh, subscribe to them on YouTube as well as subscribe to me on YouTube over at uh, YouTube.com slash RunJumpStomp. All right, I'm out of here. I'll see you guys on Saturday. Bye-bye. Switchcraft is brought to you by Audible. Audible is the publisher and distributor of the world's largest selection of digital audio books and spoken word content. Audible customers can listen anytime and anywhere to professionally narrated audiobooks across a wide range of genres, including bestsellers, new releases, sci-fi, romances, classics, and more get 2 free audiobooks to start. After 30 days, if you decide to cancel, you get to keep the books. If you decide to stay on, and you probably will, get one book every month for 14.95. In addition, you also get 30% off the price of additional audiobook purchases. Cancel anytime, your books are yours to keep even if you cancel. You can sign up today for your free 30-day trial at runjumpstomp.com/audible and directly support the show.